The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, December 13th, and I am joined by John Breach in what is a new, uh, the second second week in a row that we've now launched this as part of the podcast feed. It is the Week 15 Look Ahead Lines. Breach, what's going on, buddy? Not too much. Week 15. It is Christmas season. It is week 15 season. The regular season's almost over. I don't know what the heck happened. I've been locked in my basement. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, uh, it does feel like we're we're like rolling right along, but it's kind of awesome. So let's get to the games, and we'll start with the Chargers and the Raiders. They will do battle in week 15. The Raiders minus three over the Chargers in Las Vegas. What do you think about that game? Oh, by the way, the over-under for this one is like 40, 54. Yeah, it should be. And you know what, Brinson? If the Raiders want to stay in the playoff race, they need to win this game. That's what I think about this game. Luckily, they are getting the Chargers. I feel like John Gruden has kind of figured out Anthony Wynn. Uh, the Raiders have won three straight against the Chargers. They covered the spread in all three of those games. And you know, if there's one thing the Chargers can't do, it is stop the run. So you know what John Gruden's going to do? He's going to design a game plan that gives the ball to Josh Jacobs 20 or 30 times. They're just going to run, 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 run. And you know when Derek Carr is at his best is when the Raiders get the run game going. And that's when the Raiders are unbeatable. We saw him play the Colts uh, on Sunday. The Raiders did. They can't run on the Colts. They struggled. They got blown out. Uh, They are going to have the opposite problem on Thursday, which is no problem at all. I think they win and cover here. Well, and they got blown out so badly by the Colts that they actually fired defensive coordinator Paul Gunther right before we started this podcast. So you would think that the Raiders defense, uh, now captained by Rod Marinelli, will at least have a little extra spunk in their step trying to, you know, remind people that it's not there. You know, if somebody gets fired, you want to you want to do you want to do a good job at your job. Uh, I think this over is too high. I think the play here is the under at 54. When you think about the Chargers, they are conservative. They are uh, very inefficient in the red zone. You saw, I mean, they lost, they left three points on the board minimum by running the football on third and one with no timeouts and 22 seconds remaining uh, in the, in the first half against the Falcons on Sunday. So I would uh, take the under here. 54 is too high. I think it should be something more like uh, 51, 50. I think it maybe could even come down to 49 because as you point out, these two teams could run the ball a lot. I have no interest in taking the Chargers in a close game at any point uh, in the near future. They find innumerable ways to screw things up. And if it weren't for Atlanta uh, being the little Spider-Man meme thing, uh, they probably would have screwed up on Sunday as well. What was that? That was my Spider-Man flick. You know, that's he, he goes. It's, it's tough to see. My camera's all I, I won't web. do it anymore. It looks too weird. Spider-Man flick. I don't think that's what it's called. Uh, anyway, Saturday. Panthers, oh, Saturday football. Are we happy about Saturday football? I guess we're happy about Saturday football. The Panthers at the Packers. The Packers minus nine against Carolina Breach. Your thoughts on this game? By the way, that Raiders-Chargers game, uh, Thursday night. And then uh, the over-under for this Panthers-Packers game, 51 
I think it's the spouses that aren't happy about Saturday football because you tell them, guess what? This is the last Thursday game, honey. No more Thursday games. They get excited, and then you have to throw it out the fact that there is now Saturday football. So it's it's not a good trade off for them. Uh, this game. But on is, the other hand, you can't get drunk all day, so you got to actually work on Saturday night. So that is true. Kind of uh, true. Yeah, kind of true. There we go. I didn't want to say it. Thank you for saying it. <laughs> uh, you know what, man? Look, all I did for this game, I googled what is the forecast for Green Bay on Saturday. Saturday. The answer to that question is it's going to be in the mid thirties. It's possibly going to be snowy. And if it's going to be in mid thirties and snowy, I am completely on the Packers here. I don't care how big the point spread is since the 2009 season, Aaron Rodgers. Here's the number. He is 19 and two straight up in December home games as a starter. He is 17 and four against the spread in December home games as a starter. Uh, And you know what? I know we've both seen this all year. There hasn't really been a home field advantage in the NFL this year. Uh, But I think if we're going to start to see one, it is going to be in the winter when it's freezing cold outside and you have a team that has absolutely nothing to play for that has to go and play up in that weather. uh, And that's Carolina four and nine playing at Lambeau. I am taking the Packers on the frozen tundra of Lambeau field to cover that nine points. Nine is a little bit much for me just because the Packers defense, as we saw on Sunday is more than willing to let teams who don't quit uh, come through the back door. And so I think with, you know, it's a primetime game on a Saturday. I think Teddy Bridgewater and Joe Brady will dial up some stuff, but you're right. That weather is extremely concerning. I think the under would be a good look here too. If it's going to be windy, it's going to be snowy. And then don't forget the fact that you have a team in green Bay that likes to run the football a lot. Carolina cannot stop the run. And I would anticipate this is a big time Aaron Jones spot. And we see him uh, get fed the rock and, uh, and, Conversely, Carolina is just very methodical. Like they're not urgent. They don't uh, go up tempo at all. And so I think we could certainly see an under in this spot with the weather. That would be one I would want to bet now because if the weather is indeed bad and wind is really more what matters more than anything else, you you will want to be on that side of the things before it gets out of 49, 48, et cetera. Chiefs minus three and a half at the Saints. And by the way, these lines as always are powered by William Hill Sportsbook, our friends over there. This line is actually already ticked up to Chiefs minus four. This is a Sunday afternoon game over under here, 51 and a half breach. See, this is a weird point spread because on one hand, for me, the Chiefs feel like the obvious pick here. But the Kansas City hasn't covered a point spread in five straight games. That is the longest streak in the NFL. The Jets have covered in the past five weeks. The Chargers, the Bengals, Jacksonville, they have all covered a point spread in the past five weeks. The Kansas City Chiefs have not somehow. Uh, And so that does make it a little scary to think about taking them. Uh, But you know what? That streak's got to end at some point. And I think the closer the point spread is, the lower, the closer to zero, I think the Chiefs have a better shot at covering. And when I look at this game, look, I know the Saints have a good defense, but the bottom line is the Chiefs are going to put up points. And if the Saints are going to keep up, that either means Taysom Hill is going to have to produce points or there's going to be a rusty Drew Brees coming off 11 broken ribs. I don't see either of those quarterbacks being able to do it. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs here, even though they haven't covered in five straight games. Yeah, I think I would take the Chiefs too. And I, I don't know exactly how high it'll get. I, w- I would not anticipate that Drew Brees is available in this game. It sounds like he's going to be several weeks away for New Orleans before he comes back, or at least they're going to be patient with him. Uh, and this is not the spot where they're going to bring him back. They finally lost with a backup quarterback. They might lose again here. 
I don't know if this line is going to take off towards the Chiefs. As you point out, they haven't covered um, in, in multiple weeks. I mean, that's it's concerning. They let, they're letting teams hang around. And I think Taysom Hill and, and Sean Payton's offense, you know, they'll, they'll be able to hang around with the Chiefs. Um, so I would lean Chiefs here, but no strong play uh, early on in this one. I just don't think this line's going to take off and get to seven or anything like that. If you like the Chiefs, though, go ahead and get it because it's, it's probably not going to come back down as we saw already moving as of Sunday evening. Eagles at the Cardinals. Cardinals are minus five and a half in this spot. A surprising number, I think. Uh, this is a Sunday afternoon game as well. The over-under here, 48, Breach. Yeah, I thought this was a surprising number, too, just because you look at the Cardinals. I know they beat the Giants on Sunday. Great. It's still an NFC East team. They are playing an NFC East team, so whatever. But the Cardinals are two and four over the past six weeks. This hasn't been a great football team since their week eight bye. And then you look at Philadelphia. Look, Brinson, I'm not going to say I'm going to start fawning over Jalen Hurts right now, but I might start fawning over Jalen Hurts right now. That was his first start of his career. He's going up against a very good Saints team with the best record in the NFC. And, and that defense wasn't missing. Well, I'm sure they didn't have Drew Brees. And, and Hurts looked good. And the thing is, Doug Peterson's going to break down all that film. He's going to say, all right, this is what he did good. We're going to refine this game plan and make him even better for this Cardinals game. I'm not sure if the Eagles are going to win, but I really like them here to uh, cover that five and a half points. Yeah, I... um. I think so. Uh, you like the Eagles to cover the five and a half points, right? Yeah, I like yeah. the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, look, um, you know, Debo is not turning his video on for this podcast or any of the podcasts on Sunday because he took off his pants once Jalen Hurts uh, started playing well. And Hurts looked just, frankly, infinitely better than Carson Wentz. It is a, a big-time problem for the Eagles in that sense because, you know, Hurts wasn't perfect. But it, the offensive line was an excuse. The receivers weren't an excuse. The play calling wasn't an excuse. And, and th that changes things dramatically. Five and a half is just too much for a team. Um, it's not like you're buying low on the Cardinals here. I mean, they just throttle the, the, uh, the Giants. I don't think they will dominate the Eagles by any stretch of your, the imagination. And uh, Arizona would love to run the football, and you just can't do that very well against Philadelphia. So I will, I will take the five and a half points too. And I would anticipate this gets closer to a field goal would be my guess. I also think the under is a good spot here, but somehow the, the Eagles went over that total uh, 44 against the Saints. Unbelievable how that freaking happened, Jalen Hurts. How do you how do you let that happen? That's one of the that's one of the all-time bad beats. So I, I, I think I would actually take both the under and the Eagles here. Uh, I might even have a stronger lean towards the under. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. So uh, give me the under on the early look-ahead, and uh, we will move on to Jets-Rams. I don't know why Debo keeps picking the, the Jets as one of the, the games that we should look at, but they are minus 16, but they're plus 16 and a half at the Rams, and the line is already on the move. It's juiced towards the Rams, and who can blame them because of what happened to the Jets in Seattle? They are, I, I guess they're flying back six hours, then they got to sit around and think about being 0 13 all week. And then they're going to fly another six hours back, knowing that there's another six hour flight back to New York if you lose in your own 14 uh, over under 44 and a half here. Yeah, you know what those six hour flights do? It's everybody sitting on the plane blaming each other for the loss. And if the Jets keep having these flights, they're going to get in fights. They're not going to cover these spreads. Look, 
Brenton, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I thought the Jets were going to cover last week against the Seahawks. I learned my lesson. I am no longer taking the Jets under any circumstance. I think Debo's putting the Jets point spreads in here to mess with our minds because there is nothing harder to kind of decide on as a point spread when it gets up to two touchdowns or more. Uh, well, I will say this. I think the Seahawks Jets point spread ended up closing at 16 points. The Seahawks were favored by 16, which was the third biggest point spread of the season. So the Jets were an underdog by 20 to the Chiefs. The Chiefs covered. Jets were an underdog by 16 to the Seahawks. The Seahawks covered. Uh, this number might actually end up going up toward the Rams being favored by more. And as long as it stays under 20, I think I'm taking the Rams because the idea of Sam Darnold uh, trying to run away from Aaron Donald and that Rams defensive front just makes me, quite frankly, afraid for Sam Darnold's life. I'm taking the Rams to cover uh, big time. Yeah, I mean, this is a ton of points, and you really do hate to take it. And uh, But, I mean, how are the Jets going to score? They can't score. I mean, they, they missed a bunch of field goals. They can't pressure the quarterback. And so Jared Goff's going to have a field day. They're going to set up play action. The Jets are going to, I mean, the, the, the Rams are going to go bananas in terms of the passing game. Uh, and then they'll be able to ice things out with the rushing game with Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, and Malcolm Brown. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, don't, you know, I'm not going to jump on this early. I don't have to get 16 and a half. I mean, because you know, at that point, it's just probably too many points. I wouldn't mind. You know, we talked about the Packers earlier. Nine is a bit much, but you could take the Packers. And you could take the Rams and do a two-team teaser. And so then you get the Rams just have to win by 10. They should do that against the Jets. And the Packers really just have to win by a field goal, which they should do against the Panthers. I don't hate that teaser at all. So let's go ahead and uh, toss that into the early one. And by the way, this under should be a, I mean, it should be a lock. Like the Jets aren't going to score 10 or they're not going to score 14 points. So you just need the, the Rams not to score like 40. Uh, moving along to our Final game of the week. The Browns minus four at the Giants on Sunday night football. A total in this game that has not yet been set because the Browns have yet to play their week 14 game breach. Brinson, look, the Browns have been good this year, but if there is one spot I can't take them yet. It's as a road favorite, especially in a primetime game. The Browns are 0-2 against the spread uh, as a road favorite this year. They're 0 for their past six against the spread as a road favorite. It, whatever it is, you put the Browns on the road, they're supposed to win. They either don't do it or it's a close game. Uh, and one thing about this game is that the Giants are good at stopping the run. So, you know, the Browns game plan is feed Nick Chubb, feed Kareem Hunt, uh, have Baker Mayfield do as little as possible. And the Browns win with that game plan, with that recipe, and it's been working for them. But against the Giants, it's going to kind of fall on Baker Mayfield's shoulders because I think the Giants will go all in on stopping the run. They've given up. I think uh, they're in the top five as far as fewest rushing yards allowed this season. Uh, so I think it's going to be a close game, and I think the Giants are going to cover as a four-point dog here. Yeah, I would probably lean towards the Giants early on because you're buying low on them after they got blitzed by Arizona. I would say, though, I think you probably want to, um, you know, I, it all depends on what you think is going to happen on Monday night. Like, if you think that the Giants, if you think that the Browns are going to throttle the Ravens, then, you know, and you want to bet the, you know, like the, the line's going to move up. It's going to move closer to seven if, if the Browns take care of business against the Ravens. If you do think the Browns are going to get throttled by the Ravens, then you don't want to buy on the Browns right now because that line is going to come down closer to zero. I, I mean, my sense is that this this probably is more like two and a half or something like that when it opens. Uh, but if, you, if you're under the impression the Browns will roll on Monday night, get this in now because this will climb up to a touchdown. But you're right. That is a lot of points for a Cleveland team that hasn't done a lot of winning on the road in prime time. All right, that'll do it for us on the early week 15 look ahead lines. 
getting ready for Christmas, getting closer to the playoffs. Football's rolling right along. We'll talk to you guys later. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+.